Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rachel Abbott and this is The Leader. Today we're giving you some bonus content taken from our business show, How to Be a CEO. An opportunity to hear from the most powerful people behind some of the world's biggest brands. This is a cut-down version of the full episode. To hear the full thing, hit the link in the show notes. Find a new episode of How to Be a CEO every Monday morning. And why not give it a rate and follow whilst you're there? Now, let's begin. Before the year 2006, direct-to-consumer genetics testing wasn't something that many of us would have ever even thought of, never mind used. Cut to today, however, millions of people worldwide have taken at-home tests and the industry is now worth billions. And there was one company in particular that was at the forefront of this new idea, 23andMe. I, I, I was investing in healthcare companies and I was working uh, in the investment business for about 10 years. And I became increasingly more and more unhappy and frustrated with the world I was investing in. And mostly because I felt like the healthcare world and the biotech world as it was, wasn't really investing in me being healthier. From the Evening Standard, I'm Rochelle Travers, and this is How to Be a CEO with Anne Wojcicki, co-founder and CEO of 23andMe. And so I became increasingly more frustrated, and I wanted to do something where I felt like you could really, um, you know, change, change that course, like do something again that was going to have a long-term you know, benefit for individuals. To put it mildly, Anne is a big deal, pioneering in her field, a well-earned spot on the Forbes Power Women list, and according to reports, a billionaire. On paper, at least. 23andMe was the first company to begin offering autosomal DNA testing for Ancestry, which many companies now use globally. Their tests also provide personalized health insights for individuals. Anne co-founded the company 16 years ago with Linda Avey and Paul Casenza. All three were united in the aim of using genetic information for good and for giving people direct access to their medical data. I, I was at a conference, um, the TED conference, and I had two two colleagues that I had known from the, the research space and ran to them and talked about um, the idea of how you could really leverage genetic information to make a difference. And they were focused on actually, you know, enabling individuals to potentially learn about their ancestry. And we had sort of this moment of everyone coming together and kind of realizing we could create a crowdsourced platform where people are going to learn about their genome and then also be able to opt in and contribute to research. 
And so if there wasn't a specific aha moment, it was probably right then where we realized like we could all team up and create something. And I think one thing I always think about for entrepreneurs is that finding partners and finding other co-founders in those early days is for me, at least it was really key because there's so much to do in those early days. It's almost overwhelming about what you yourself can handle. And so having two co-founders was really incredibly helpful for, for getting the ideas off the ground. But I think there was sort of the slow roll of being really frustrated with the entire industry. And then when I met people who frankly brought other skill sets and had overlapping ideas, but in different ways, there was sort of an explosion of like, wow, we could actually really do this. And um, we're all going to bring something unique and valuable to the table and we'll be able to get this off the ground. And how do you even start when it comes to getting such a revolutionary idea set into motion? It is hard. I think back to those early days, like it's, you start with nothing and you have to create. So, you know, we had a first office in an apartment, an empty apartment. And, you know, there was a lot of that first nine months or so of almost just experimenting, like seeing, does this even work? You know, one of the earliest things for us to figure out is like, you know, does it work? Like, can I actually get a genetic test? Can I spit in the tube, extract the DNA? And then do I actually, like, are the results meaningful? Like, does it work? And I remember the first time where there was sort of five or six of us and sitting on the floor, looking at the screen and saw it was a mother and a daughter genome and saw like, wow, like, like it, we can tell, like you have, the daughter has half the mom's DNA. Like it was mind blowing, like, wow, this actually really works. And that was one of the first moments where I think we realized that this could be a product and that scientifically it is working and you know you have the right kind of quality. Like we can we can keep building from here. So every step of the way you're kind of keep thinking about is this actually going to work? Many people know tech and especially biotech are still to this day male dominated fields. What was it like back at the start of your journey? Um, you know, I, I get the gender question a lot and I have to say it I worked in, you know, a pretty much male dominated industry. And, you know, I had one office where, you know, there was like 99% men and me. So in some ways, like it, it, it was just the norm. Like it was nothing, I don't know, it was always the outlier. So it didn't, it wasn't anything different. So, you know, I've, I've always kind of not focused on the obstacles, but really what was the opportunity. And for me, what it was is like, we were able to sort of see this opportunity that you could empower individuals and you could take something that was, you know, obviously a cutting edge technology and deep in science. And we we're going to popularize this and make this accessible to everybody. So, you know, in some ways, like there's always challenges and there's moments every so often there's moments where you're like, wow, like I'm really, <laughs> I'm the outsider or like, you know, being in a male dominated world will, will have, you know, will rear its head. But, you know, for the most part, you know, I focus on the opportunities and I focus on, you know, the potential and keep pushing forward. What's been the greatest lesson you've learned as a CEO? Real-time feedback and being able to communicate very directly and making sure that people are communicating directly with me. Like the reality is when any position of leadership, whether it's me or my whole management team, you need all the right information to be able to make decisions. And so making sure that there's a very transparent culture and that people are giving me real-time feedback and I'm giving them real-time feedback, I think allows for the best types of decision-making. So I would say the main ethos for me is like radical transparency with individuals and and being um, really direct and honest. Let's go to a quick ad break. In the spirit of instant feedback, in the meantime, why not rate, review and subscribe to How To Be A CEO? 
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Have you ever had a moment where you've actually sat back and took stock of just what you've achieved? 23andMe is a household name and you're one of the most powerful CEOs in the world. What's that like to process? That's why I don't read my press. I think as soon as you start looking at yourself in some ways not as a startup, um, I think you lose some of your momentum. And I think... I'm really religious. Like I don't, I don't read my press and I don't listen to myself in some ways just because you want to keep those blinders on. I want to know the feedback and I, I leverage my communications team to make sure I get that feedback. But I think it's really important for you to always sort of maintain that kind of scrappy, um, you know, Jeff Bezos will always say it's day one. You can't rest on your laurels of like, oh, I'm so big and I have this brand. So I think about things that I'm very proud of. Like I'm incredibly proud of my marketing team for actually establishing us as a brand. But I think it's still very early days of this industry and the company and certainly never want to just sit back and say like, oh, look at what we've done, but rather very much looking forward to saying it's like, look, the majority of people today still don't have access to genetic testing that is part of their care. And there's a huge opportunity to to drive that forward. So most people are not still benefiting from the human genome. And that's really where we are focused. And finally, what's your advice to anyone wanting to be like you and become a CEO? Look, I think there's nothing more fun than starting a company. And I never think about being a CEO just because you want to be a CEO. Like I think about what's fun about entrepreneurship is that you're solving a problem. And so if you can see a problem that no one else can see and you have a solution for it, like it's super fun to solve a problem. Like it's just, I look around the whole world. I mean, even really small, small things like, you know, I was trying to figure out how you get soup out of a jar that's frozen the other day. And someone emailed, they're like, oh, there's like a solution that was on Shark Tank. Like that's super fun. Like it's fun to see like everyday kind of problems and come up with a solution. And the beauty of the world is that we all see different types of problems. And my focus, like my passion ever since I was little was really always about healthcare and how you can be healthier. And I was fascinated as a child by genes and environment. Like, what do you mean you have genes and there's an environment that you can change? So let me figure out how I can 
optimize how I live so I can live the optimal healthy life. For anybody who wants to be an entrepreneur, look around the world and see what are the problems that you are uniquely seeing. And then you figure out the solution for that. And it's just an incredible, it's incredibly fun to to go on that journey. That was Anne Wojcicki, co-founder and CEO of 23andMe. For more business news, interviews, and analysis, check out the Evening Standard newspaper or go to standard.co.uk forward slash business. New episodes of How to Be a CEO drop first thing every Monday morning. We'll see you next time.